0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. As humans, we understand the joy and the depths and the pain that relationships bring and it is something that connects us all more personal more vulnerable more open more fucking real than ever who's ready to strip down and dive in i'm kila rose and this is skinny dipping rebirth you've arrived at your destination Back, hey guys, I had to add another episode to this relationship series because I wanted to hear what you guys wanted to hear about. So, I have a bunch of questions. I haven't really gone through them because I really want to channel it in. My intention is to receive my downloads from the universe during this so that I can deliver you the best information that I can to all of these questions. But, I saw some things, I mean, if you want to stick around, some things about people-pleasing in relationships and independency and codependency and breakups and all these different things and getting over someone and letting someone go. So I saw those while I was kind of scrolling through the questions and I am so excited to get into these questions. They look really good, really juicy, really nuanced and I love talking about relationships because like I said in the intro, it is something that connects us all. It is something that we can all relate on. We can all relate on the struggle of relationships with our friends, with our partner, with the lover that we want to have that's not quite ours, with our family. Like Relationships dictate the way that we connect with the world around us, so it is so crucial and so important for us to open up these conversations about relationships, and I'm so grateful that you guys are here. I want to get into it. I don't want to wait too long with too long of an intro, because let's just get into the Q&A. Before we get into the episode, guys, make sure to subscribe if you're new, download the episode. You can follow me at SundaysKK on all platforms, and you can follow the podcast at Skinny Dipping Diaries. Here at Skinny Dipping, if you are new here, if you are just seeing the podcast now, the whole point is to strip down and dive in on conversations. It's about getting vulnerable, talking about important shit, and just opening up conversations, not just here in my little studio, but for all of us to have. So we continue those conversations over on the Instagram. What's coming in the next couple months is hopefully a community discord so we can continue these conversations because you have so much knowledge and so much to say that you have gathered from your own unique experience and it needs to be heard. I'm not the only one that wants to be talking up here. I want to open up this conversation because your unique experiences Makes the information and the knowledge that you hold so fucking valuable. And I need you to know that. And I need you to recognize that. So let's open up these conversations in this space, outside of our space, within our friend groups, within our families, within our partnerships. And I'm Kayla Rose. If you're watching on Spotify, hey, we have a new video component over on Spotify. I'm really excited to get in. So let's just fucking do this shit, right? Um, I'm Kayla Rose. This is skinny dipping the podcast. Let's strip down and dive in. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry if your question doesn't get answered, but I do like go through my DMs lots of times and send voice memos and answer people's personal questions. Um, If you feel like sharing, if you need some insight, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm for real here for you. Like I DM everyone on skinny dipping diaries. I send voice memos. I give my unsolicited advice. No, it's usually solicited because people ask me, but I hope whatever questions are answered today can relate to you. And I feel like I'm going to pick the ones that can relate to the biggest group of people. So let's, let's, let's do this thing. I just saw 555 when I turned around. (laughs) It's a good sign. This is going to be a good episode guys. Hey girl. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read this. Um, this is from grace. Thank you so much, grace. Hey girl, I love the podcast so much. In the next episode, could you please give your advice for people pleasers, specifically in romantic relationships? I'm trying to set boundaries, yet still be vulnerable and open, but sometimes I feel like I lose myself trying to make others comfortable. Any tips? Oh, the people-pleasing tendencies. I just want to talk about first what people-pleasing comes from, because it is something that so much of us encounter, and I am a certified people pleaser. I want to say ex-people pleaser, but I still fall back into those old patterns sometimes because healing is not linear. And I have been a huge people pleaser, usually in my friendships rather than romantic relationships. People pleasing comes from this need to feel important in other people's lives and to feel seen and to feel understood and to feel like you are valued. And I have noticed in my own life that the times that I feel like I am people pleasing for others and the times that I feel like I am trying to get something out of other people by doing something for other people um, and getting that validation and getting that security from other people. The reason I am searching for it in them is because I am not valuing myself. I am not really understanding, seeing, and hearing myself out. I am not showing myself that I am important. I am not prioritizing myself. So, therefore, I would look for that validation. And I still do sometimes. Healing is not fucking linear, but I would look for that validation and that security externally. I just really wanted to feel important in other people's lives. And I still do. And I still struggle with this. And I want people to care and show me that they care and show me that what I'm doing for them matters. And the reality is, Sometimes it won't be enough because that other person has their own set of experiences and their own trauma that they're working through, and they might not be able to show you that you are as important as you truly are. And the key here with people pleasing is to, instead of looking at the other person, looking at your relationship with them, which we'll do in a second because that's important. But the first thing that you need to do is pick up your mirror and look in the mirror and be like, How can I make you feel more important? I think we forget that relationships really start from within. And our relationship with others start from our relationship with ourself. This does not mean that just because we're working on our relationship with ourselves that we can't engage and grow throughout our relationships because I truly believe, and I've said this in the series before, that relationships can be our shortcut to healing. They can be the thing that brings up all our triggers so we have to look at ourselves and we have to grow and move through things. And that is a beautiful part of relationships. And, not but, and, because this shit is nuanced, it all starts from within and our connection with other people relates to the connection with ourself. So if you're looking for other people for that validation and people pleasing, just know that you need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, Hey, you are fucking important. What can I do to make you feel important? What does it look like? This is the best question to ask yourself when you're looking for other people to validate you and to make you feel valuable and important, what does that look like for you? What do they do for you? Do they give you compliments? Do they lift you up with their words? Do they give you physical affection? Do they give that love back to you? Do they go out of their way for you? Whatever it is, do they make quality time for you? Whatever that love language is maybe. Whatever it looks like for you to receive that validation of importance and value from that other person, what is it? What does that look like? Like see it, visualize it. What does that look like? And now give it to yourself. Do you need to spend more time with yourself? Do you need to lift yourself up more? Do you need to write affirmations and just let yourself know that you are important because you're so fucking important. And the thing about value and the thing about importance and the thing about worthiness is that it is inherent. It is your birthright. It is your divine purpose to know in yourself that you came into this world worthy and you don't have to prove to fucking anyone that you are worthy. You don't have to prove to your fucking self that you are worthy. You just have to know. Hey guys, we just want to take a quick break in this episode to let you know how to make your own podcast because we know each and every one of you has something important to say that will offer value to the world around us. We use Anchor. It's this sick platform that is free and has creation tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And now you can add any song from Spotify directly to your podcast. The best part about this is that Anchor automatically distributes your podcast to all platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. This makes podcasting way too easy. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're ready to share your value with the world, which we know you are, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm now to get started. Okay, let's get back to it. You just have to know that that is truth. That every single part of you, the parts you don't like, the parts you love, the parts that you're like, eh. Every part of that is worthy of feeling valued. Every part of that is worthy of feeling loved. And every part of that is worthy of feeling important. And you are important. But the question is, are you showing yourself that you are important to you? And that is the base where this people pleasing comes from, is the wanting to appease so that you can receive that validation and that love that you crave truly from yourself. So... That is what I would recommend in the depths of people pleasing. I know I just hopped right into it um, and I want to talk about the relationship as well. But I think the first thing to do when you're a people pleaser in relationships is to look at yourself and be like, how can I give myself that love and that validation? It honestly all starts with just reminding yourself that you are inherently important and you are inherently valuable and you don't have to prove that you don't have to prove that at all. Let me go back to the question because I'm like, wait, what did she ask? I just kind of went on a tangent about people pleasing because I just feel like I've struggled with it so much. And honestly, I understand you if you struggle with people pleasing. Also, a lot of times it can come from like emotional inconsistency as a child. And like I talked about in the attachment style episode that I had, like if you felt like you needed to prove your worth to your primary caregiver, that also affects your relationship. So definitely like going back and journaling about it and being like okay what age is the child that felt like they weren't important to their parents what age was it and going back to them and maybe writing in your journal or doing a visualization or a meditation and just seeing them not get what they need and then go and then write down what they need or visualize yourself walking up to them and giving them what that child needs and giving them a hug and be like i'm so fucking sorry you didn't fucking feel important because Because you are inherently valuable and inherently important. And you didn't have to prove that to anyone, you know? And it also can come from like feeling like you're not safe as a child and feeling like you had to meet other people's needs in order to feel safe. And it's important to remind your adult self that you are so safe. You are so safe now and you are out of that situation. And honestly, this is where having a therapist or a healer or somebody that can help you along your journey can really help. It is so important to just start the work internally and begin to remind yourself that you are safe. Put yourself in controlled situations where you can prove to yourself and prove to your psyche that you are safe, to say your feelings, to be vulnerable, to be open, to set healthy boundaries. The key is to find somebody that you can create this space with, either a friend um, that you really trust and you can have this conversation with or a partner that you really love, or maybe a sibling or a family member that you feel close with, that you feel like would be receptive and open to creating these controlled situations with you where you can feel safe to be vulnerable and be open and say no when you need to say no. And having one person in your life that you could have this open conversation with, I feel like could be so helpful to reprogram yourself and reprogram your brain to be like, hey, I am safe. And it just comes from repeated practice and repetitively proving to yourself and your subconscious that you are safe and you are valued and you are important and you are able to now be vulnerable with somebody and set healthy boundaries and say no and the key here is just conscious practice be aware of it And allow yourself to practice with somebody close to you. Even people who aren't close to you, allow yourself to practice with strangers in public who you have no loyalty to. I feel like that is also helpful because then you can just not really care what they think. Maybe easier said than done, but I think the key here is creating situations and practicing putting yourself in positions where you have to be vulnerable with somebody, even if it makes you feel unsafe and knowing that they're gonna say, you're safe, you can be here, we can talk about this. Or having that situation where you can say, no, I don't want to do that. No explanation needed. Um, and knowing that person's going to be like, respect. I feel you queen go off. If you have a friend who is a people pleaser, I really recommend you guys doing this exercise together and finding a way to create controlled situations where you can be like, okay, I'm going to work on my people pleasing right now. I'm going to say no, and I'm not going to explain. And it can be a little game with you guys and having somebody in your life that you can practice this with because, Really reprogramming is just practicing over and over and over again, our new reality. So that is what I would recommend. I hope I answered your question. I'm going to get into the next one. I recently got out of a relationship and I wanted to know when it is right to start feeling for someone again after a breakup. I've been talking to this guy too, and he makes me feel all the right things, but I don't want to rebound. I don't think a relationship is what I need, but I don't want to lose this person either. What's the best thing to do? Should I be more distant and focus on myself? Okay. Okay. So first of all, I just want to talk about breakups because I feel like this is so important. First of all, if you're going through heartbreak and you're not at this point where you're moving on yet, just know, I know it's so fucking cliche, but it's just time. Heartbreak just takes time. And you just wake up every single day until one day you wake up and then you just realize that you're not hurting anymore and it doesn't hurt as bad and it doesn't affect you or trigger you as much. And that is just the key to heartbreak. Everyone's just like, how do I heal through heartbreak, X, Y, Z, you know? And it's just like, you just go about your life and you just keep putting your energy towards you and towards things that bring you joy and then eventually wake up one day and you'll be like, I still love them and it still hurts, but I don't love them like that anymore. And it doesn't hurt as bad anymore. And awesome. And you just continue moving on with your life. Is there a right time to move on from someone? That's what this girl is asking. And I'm like, hmm. Is there? I feel like the answer is that you will know in your intuition if this is a rebound and this is something that is distracting you from your heartbreak. That's the key here. Is it what you actually want or is it just trying to distract you from the pain that you're feeling? Listen to your intuition and to know, is this what you want? Is this person just coming into your life at this amazing time and you don't want to let it go or are they a distraction for your heartbreak and for your pain? And that is the question that you need to ask yourself there and only you can truly answer that. I don't think there's ever a right or wrong time to get into something, some things happen when it doesn't seem like the divine time, when you're like, I wish I was more healed from this, or I wish I was more over this person, but I've met this amazing person who I'm also falling in love with, and it's just like, let that be. That is a joy, that is great. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all, as long as you are not using it as a distraction and a coping mechanism to distract yourself from the pain of your past relationship or your past breakup. So if you're falling in love, allow yourself to do it. I mean, just allow yourself to do it like you are deserving. And if this person is showing up for you in the way that your old partner did it and they're showing up for you in the way that benefits you and your new life that you are stepping into, that is a fucking blessing. Take that as it is, you know, allow yourself to be in that present moment. That's the best advice that I would have for that. Relationship question, how to move on having your BF in your life as a friend. I moved on from dating him and I know it won't work, but he's still a good person. So how do I deal with not having him in my life at all. Ideally, at some point, we can be friends and catch up here and there, but I need space away for now. How do I do this? It's really hard. The key is to set boundaries with yourself and to hold yourself to those boundaries. If you don't want to see them and you don't want to have them in your life, that is okay and that is completely valid and that's exactly what you should do. If you need healing, you need space away, especially if something was toxic or codependent and you can still love a person and care about someone but they don't need to be in your life. And this goes for friendship breakups, family breakups, whatever. You can love someone from a distance and you can care about them and you can truly wish the best for them, but you can require space to move forward and move on and do what's best for you. And the key is to really have healthy boundaries with yourself, write them down, set your boundaries and keep your fucking word to yourself. Because every time you keep your word to yourself, you gain confidence in yourself, you create connection with yourself And this is a great opportunity for you to do this. Okay, this is from Ash. Hey, Ash. I worry about my loved ones constantly, my boyfriend and family mostly. Do you have any advice on how to just let life flow and focus on me? It gets to the point where I focus on losing them more than my actual physical life. This is something I've really struggled with too. And it's called anticipatory grief. And it's when you're scared of losing someone Maybe just losing them in your life, or maybe having them die and having that anticipatory grief towards losing people in your life. And this is so common. So, first of all, I just want to say you are fucking not alone in this. And so many of us experience this anticipatory grief and sadness where we honestly are in this amazing moment with someone and we think about how much we love them and and it lifts us up. And then we get this. Pit in our stomach and we're like, but what if it was all gone, you know And the human mind is 80% wired for negativity to protect us from an evolutionary standpoint We are 80% wired to focus on negativity because when our brain was evolving We thought that would protect ourselves and at the time it did that job and it protected us from danger so we are wired to Focus on the negative sometimes. And the key here, I know it's so fucking cheesy, but the key here is to always coming back to a place of gratitude and just coming from a place of gratitude for the time that you do have with those people and the moments that you do have and really feeling that gratitude and that is how we can battle that anticipatory grief and being scared of losing people. If you feel like you're getting so lost though, I'm going to be straight up with you. If you're getting so lost in your relationships with your family or your partner, your friends, and you're always thinking about them and you're always worried about them, what are you avoiding? I'm going to be fucking straight up, no bullshit here. What are you avoiding within yourself? Because Anyone who is putting that much attention on everything else in their life is avoiding something, pain, sadness, anxiety, hurt, disconnect, unfulfillment. What are you avoiding? And I would write about it. That's what I would do and figure out what are you avoiding, and once you figure that out, you won't keep displacing your energy and your attention into everything else around you, and you will begin to put it into yourself, and I would just ask yourself, what are you avoiding? Because I genuinely have seen this pattern in myself, and in a lot of people around me, if you are displacing your energy and your attention somewhere else, you are probably avoiding something. So ask yourself, what are you avoiding? And just be straight up with yourself, no BS. You got this. (laughs) Okay, next question. This is Kiana. I feel very anxious when I try to communicate my needs, emotions, which has actually led me to shut down and not share them in situations where I need to. Need is capitalized in this. How can I work through that anxiety and heal the part of myself that is scared to be vulnerable? And then she wrote a nice message about skinny dipping. Thank you. Love you. Okay, let's talk about this because so many people are unable to express their needs because we're scared. And a lot of this has to do with our upbringing and the way that we are raised. The good news is that we are transcendent beings. We are beings of growth who have the ability to be malleable and change and move through these things and create a new reality for ourselves. So that is possible for you. That is the first thing that I want to say. You won't always be like this. The key here is practice. And I know I said this before, but it really is the key. Expressing your needs is scary as fuck. Honestly, you don't know how another person's going to react. You don't know how they're going to feel. You don't know how it's going to affect the situation because there is two different people with different sets of backgrounds and experiences interacting. And there is fear within any situation that is unknown. And when you express your needs, it is unknown. You're like, "I don't know how this is going to turn out or if it's going to land the right way and the person's going to understand me." And the key is to truly just speak from your heart and have no malicious intent to manipulate, no malicious intent to have a certain reaction out of someone. Truly just speak your truth. And the key here is to first know your truth. So before you express a need, make sure you know that it's your truth and that it's your need and what your intention is truly. And when you just speak from your heart, other people can feel that. And when people feel that, they respond in a way that is, more understanding, and more compassionate. So the key is to really know your truth and also be aware with who you share your needs with. And the key is to not trust everyone. And maybe it's the Scorpio rising in me (laughs) who's like, don't trust everyone, da-da-da. But there was this example with Brene Brown And she was saying that her daughter came home from school and she was really sad because she had told somebody in her class about something personal and then they had told the whole class and this little girl was so sad and her mom had to explain to her, Brene, had to explain to her how to gain trust in people and she used the example of marbles in a jar and she says, well, you have a jar and it's empty and you have marbles on the side and when someone keeps their word to you and when they build trust with you and they keep your secret, you." put marbles in your jar and that becomes a marble friend. (laughs) This really stuck with me because the key here with expressing your needs is making sure that you're expressing them to the right people so that you can build this programming in your mind that you are safe to express your needs. So the key is to start out, like I said before, start out with someone who you know is going to validate your needs and understand your needs. And through this, you will be able to practice who are you sharing your needs with? Are you setting yourself up for self-sabotage for failure by sharing your needs with someone who you know is not going to meet your needs, who you know has a history of not having marbles in your jar? If you are doing this, you are setting yourself up honestly to continue the pattern that you have been living out and that is very common and is very normal because we like familiarity, we like to continue out the patterns that we have lived out throughout our entire lives. Look at who are the marble friends in your life and share your needs with them. And the key is to practice expressing your needs and expressing them in a way that is compassionate and loving and showing that you want to get your needs met. Solution-based is the key, um... And let me see what the question was, because I don't know if I answered it. Okay, I feel like the big part of this question comes down to like shutting down. Okay, yeah, she shuts down. I'm going to give you an example. So I'm really scared of surfing. And I learned how to surf during COVID, born and raised on Maui, Hawaii. And I totally was horrified. And then I fell in love with it. And now I like surfing, but I don't like pushing past my limits. And I don't like going into big waves. I thought nobody was scared. I thought everyone was so brave to do these things, to surf big waves. I thought everyone was like so cool with it and really had their shit together. And they were just like, okay, I got this. And oh, it just like, comes easy to them. They just don't care. You know, like they don't care if they have to do that drop into the ski hill. That's really scary. Or that drop into the wave. That's really scary. They just don't really care. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret that changed my fucking life. Everyone else is scared. Everyone else is anxious. They just do it anyway. And that is where bravery comes in. And it works with the physical, like I was talking about, but it also works with the emotional, expressing your needs. Everyone else is scared too, and it fucking sucks, and we don't like expressing our needs, and it's scary. But sometimes you just do it anyway, and you do it, and you practice, and you just allow yourself to consciously decide to just do it and have that 30 seconds of insane courage and express your needs And then over time, you gain that confidence and you gain that bravery and it becomes natural to you over time. So that is all I can say. It is difficult. It is easier said than done. But you got this. I believe in you. Would love to hear your advice on how to move on from a toxic relationship, especially when you're an empath. So moving on, moving through. The other question that I got that kind of relates to this um, is how to let somebody go. So I just want to talk about this for a second because it is not easy. Something random and spiritual I do is like a cord cutting meditation and I would recommend looking that up on YouTube or I could do one for you guys because genuinely I feel like it really does help to visualize the energetic bond being cut between you and that other person, allow yourself to be freed visually and energetically through that and that is something that has really helped me in the past that you can just look up on YouTube that I would just do because if it works, great. If it doesn't, you tried. The key to moving on from something that's really toxic is to build up your self-worth and to know that you are deserving of so much more. So that really is the key here is to focus on building up your self-worth. Um, I've done this in my life by keeping my word to myself, setting healthy boundaries and keeping my word to myself with those boundaries. And I think this is super important to talk about because if you are in a toxic relationship, I mean, there is this element of codependency but there's also this element of feeling like you may not deserve more, that you may not deserve someone that is better for you, that you may not deserve the freeness that you'll feel when you leave. How can you get to this place of ultimate self-worth and unconditional love that you just look at the situation and you're like, fuck, I deserve way better than this. And honestly, literally... <laughs> not me being like literally move locations, but like moving away and getting physical distance from someone is super helpful. And I'm not asking you to run away from your life, but I don't know if you have an option to kind of get to the other side of the city or something like that. But if you do have the option, getting literal physical distance is key and not seeing that person is key for like three months. Set your boundaries, keep your word to yourself and to let someone go, I mean... Honestly, this is what I tell my friends if they are seeing somebody who's really toxic or someone screwed them over and they just can't get over this person. I'm like, you gotta get the ick, queen. Like you gotta, you gotta get the ick. You gotta look at all the nasty things this person has done to you and just get the ick. And that is the key to moving on sometimes is just looking and being like, damn, ew, ew gross and obviously that's not this most spiritual like higher self advice but it works it works and i would highly recommend it um get the ick get the ick with someone who doesn't treat you right look at all the things they've done and be like "Mm -mm. ew disgusting moving on the connection will fade and over time the pain will fade and that's really how you let someone go it's really over time there is no quick fix there is no secret you know there's no key to this it's literally just time and perspective, and understanding, and knowing when it is right for you to move on, and choosing yourself, and setting those healthy boundaries, and getting some space. So that's all I can really recommend for that. But it's not easy, and if that is something you are experiencing, I am so sorry. You can DM me over on Instagram if you want, like personalized, like insight on this. Like you can give me an overview on your situation, and when and if I have space, I will totally answer you with a little voice memo with what I think maybe you could do. Um, because it is so personalized to each person's individual situation. But yeah, I don't know. Breakups suck. It literally feel like someone stabbed you in the heart and is just like yanking it out over and over and over again. Like literally breakups are painful physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It is not easy to let someone go, especially if it was toxic or codependent or you just really love them. Oh, this is something that actually worked for me. Okay, so when me and my boyfriend broke up, I did, like, a life change. Like, I dyed my hair black. Um, It was, like, balayaged, like, blonde, like... And I dyed my hair, like, pitch black and, like, just, like, bought new clothes and, like, went on this whole thing where I just rebranded myself. And I feel like that helped because the version of me that existed within our relationship was a different person that existed after my relationship. So rebranding yourself is really important um, and really helpful because you can feel like you're a new person and the version of you that was with that person is a different person than who you are now. So dye your hair, get a new wardrobe, change your life, rebrand that shit. And I feel like that also helps in letting someone go and moving on. Guys, there's so many good questions. I'm like, should I do a part two? I feel like I feel like I should do a part two next week. Let's pick one more question to wrap it up, but I think I should do a part two if you guys want me to because there are so many good questions and I could get into all of them in like insane depth and nuance. And I mean, I want to, I don't want to just brush over this shit. So yes, tell me if you guys want a part two because I would love to do one because there's so many good questions here. I can't even decide. This is overwhelming. I feel like a lot of people want insight on friendship. So I think I should just do a whole Q&A with all the friendship questions because that is just so important. And it is so hard to make friends and and it is so hard to move somewhere new and connect people and friendship breakups are so difficult. I know firsthand. Um, so I feel like we should get into that next week. What do you guys think? Yeah. Okay, cool. I feel like this episode's almost over. Okay. This person says, I feel so distant from myself. How do I reconnect myself and heal that relationship? So good for you. I have an episode that I released last week on strengthening your connection with yourself. So you can go check that out because fully nuanced, we get into it. And I think that's a really good episode that a lot of people loved. So please go check that out. Last question I'm gonna answer today. I love this question and I think this is so important. How do I rebuild myself after a toxic friendship or relationship where I wasn't being authentic? (sighs) my gosh. So what I'm hearing here is that because you weren't authentic to your truth and who you are, you lost trust in yourself. You lost that connection with yourself because you're like, oh, I didn't keep my word to myself. I didn't speak my truth. Like, how can I trust myself? And for me, when I have distrust in myself, that's when all the anxiety and all the confusion and all the questioning and all the stuckness and frustration and overwhelm come in is when I don't have trust with myself. So the key here is to rebuild that trust with yourself. Just as you would with a friend. When a friend keeps their word to you and they do what they say they're going to do, they show up on time, they go to that one thing that they said they were going to go to, they give you words of affirmation and lift you up, you build trust with that person. Your strongest relationship or your strongest friendship, look at it and be like, what did they do to build trust with me? What proved to me that they were a person in my life that I could trust and do that with yourself. For me, it is keeping my word to myself. For me, this looks like saying, I really need to work out for my anxiety. So I'm going to fucking do that three times a week, you know? And if that's what I say, that's what I'm going to fucking do. If I say that I'm going to take my vitamins for my health, then I'm going to do that. If I say that I want to meditate every single day, even if it's only for one minute. I'm going to do that and I'm going to keep my word to myself because every single time you keep your word to yourself, you build trust with yourself. And yes, you need to give yourself grace. There's days that you fall off the horse a little bit and that's totally okay. Give yourself grace in those moments, but also know when you're avoiding yourself and you're not keeping your word to yourself at all, you are consistently breaking that trust with yourself and you will feel disconnected from yourself. And if you did that in your past relationship where you broke the trust and the rapport with yourself, you need to build it back day by day. Start in the small ways by saying you're going to do something and keeping your word to yourself. And just slowly watch that confidence in yourself rebuild. Like boom, 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 boom. Because it will. It will rebuild. And I just want to like finish off with saying this. like, If you were in a toxic friendship or toxic relationship, Um, or not even toxic. Maybe it was just something that was no longer serving you and you felt like you weren't being authentic to yourself and you weren't speaking your truth and being in your true self. Forgive yourself. I'm going to ask you right now to just take a moment and hold your hand to your heart and just tell yourself that you forgive yourself because you didn't know in that moment. You were learning. You were in this process that you, for some reason, maybe you don't know right now, but you needed to be in that moment where you were in your authentic self so that now you could step into this authentic self and it is time and it is for you and you just need to let yourself know I forgive myself I forgive myself for not maybe being the person I needed to be in that moment but I forgive myself and know that I can choose myself now and that is the beautiful thing about being human is that we have permission to grow and change and evolve and if you didn't feel like you had permission before this is your permission slip you have 100% permission to change, grow, and evolve into exactly who you want to be. And it is okay to forgive your past self for not knowing because that is a part of being human is fucking up and messing up and just going with it and learning as you go. And that is okay. And you are doing the best that you can. So allow yourself to forgive yourself. And that is how you will also begin to build that trust back with yourself and begin to step into your authentic self because you can't hate her. You can't hate them. You can't hate that person inside of you to be authentic. You need to be like, okay, that wasn't the best thing for you in that moment. I see that. I see that now. But I also know that you learned a lot from that and you're going to take a lot from that moment of what you don't want. And you're going to move into the new version of yourself and into the new reality that you want to create. And I forgive you. And I let that go because I want to love you and I want to give you the best. So forgive yourself. This is your sign right here. You have permission to forgive yourself. You didn't need it from me, but in case you needed to hear it, that was right from source. You oh my God, just got a of chills right there. I just got so much chills. Um, yeah okay guys thank you for this episode i want to continue it i want to film another I think i need to answer these questions on friendships i feel like that's something we didn't touch on on this mini season that we need to go with so let me know if you guys are down love you guys so fucking much Thank you, Skinny Dipping fam. Continue to share this on your stories, Instagram stories, texting it to somebody that you love. Share it on TikTok with your hot girl walks, whatever flows for you, whatever aligns with you. When you share this, we get to boost everyone up. And that's all I want to do is open up these conversations. So when you share this, it means literally the world to me. Um, I love reposting. I love seeing you guys listen to the podcast. We are in the top... 30 educational podcasts in the country and that's just kind of crazy so i am so grateful for you guys make sure to subscribe if you're new send this to somebody that you love and follow the podcast at skinny dipping diaries and then you can follow me i'm kayla rose on all platforms at sundays kk like sundays when you're like in the sun for too long and you're like dazed and tired but you're happy sundays kk that is i this was a good episode guys i hope you got something out of it I know I didn't get to get to all the questions, but I think the ones that we touched on were really, really important. So thank you guys so much. Um, Come back next week. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm gonna give you guys 50% 50% off only for Skinny Dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny50 at factormeals.com skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. And Kints only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kints. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. kintz.com slash skinny dipping.